Hello and greetings, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Pop Cultish, the podcast that wonders if, for the New Year's Eve countdown, why doesn't New York just go ahead and replace the giant ball with the big BB-8 drop? Just summed up the year pretty much perfectly, I think. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. That's that's. When I think 2015, there's a few things I think of, and that's that. So BB-8 is one of them. It's, well, uh, Star Wars and. <laughs> We're going to talk about it all here in a second. Uh, Tony Schaub here with you across the way from my lovely wife, Emily. So yeah, this is going to be our 2015 recap since it is the very last day of 2015. Yeah. It was a big big year for pop culture. It sure was. A lot of big stuff going on. A lot of cool stuff. Not one, but uh, two movies set the all-time box office records this year. And, uh, I mean, TV, there was a ton of good TV <laughs> stuff. Uh, my wife sneezed her way through our podcast. I mean, it Sorry was about a, that. <laughs> it's a quality, it's a quality it's year. It's season, you know. Yes, I know. Um, as you think back on this year, I mean, there's a ton of stuff that's happened. But what, what stood out to you as uh, big things for, for, for you personally in, in the pop culture realm? Movies, TV, like <laughs> you're like blown away by stuff or whatever. I mean, there was a lot, right? There was. There's a ton of Ant stuff. Man. Ant Man. <laughs> uh, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was going to be horrible, but it's probably my favorite Marvel movie now. It was probably Marvel's biggest hit relative to what so people good. thought it was going to be. And yeah, I mean, in my mind, it's number two on the Marvel list behind Guardians. Guardians. But yeah, I mean, it, awesome. it's very interchangeable because it was just entertaining. It was just fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought Inside Out was another winner, mm-hmm. another 2015 winner. It's um, Disney Pixar kind of made their way back. I felt like they they've yeah. been kind of figuring out how they're yeah. going to do. Um, was the was the Good Dinosaur at Disney and Pixar, or was that just Disney? I think it was just Disney because okay. it didn't have that kind of Pixar it didn't, animated. Even though it was it was it situation. was not traditionally animated. No, but it wasn't. But yeah, you know, Pixar has a look, right? But no, it was definitely yeah. Pixar was all over Inside Out with Disney, and I think it was good that they, the two companies, have kind of reconnected and uh, you know fostered their little relationship again. So, yeah. but yeah, Inside Out was highly entertaining. Uh, I guess it was Disney Pixar. Yeah, the well, good it, dinosaur. I mean, it, it didn't. It just didn't feel the same. Inside Out was clearly their, definitely their Pixar-y. biggest hit. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yes, that was a good pick. Um. The Good Dinosaur was pretty good, too, I mm-hmm. thought. It was very sad, it was, but, you know, kind of cool. It was not bad. Um, geez, I don't even know. I can't even remember what I saw. No, see, that's like the thing for me. It's There was yeah. so much this year that it starts to blend out. Like, uh, I've, I've got a list of some of the big movies up, and like yeah. some of these, I'm like, oh, yeah, this did come out. Age of Ultron will, feels like oh so long God. ago, and that was just in May. Well, when you're like us and see a movie like every weekend. That's true. It's we are between the movies we want to see <laughs> and, the, and the previews we get to go to. It's, it's yeah. movies all the time. Um, the Hunger Games wrapped up. Yep. Wrapped up the Hunger yep, Games. That's right. That's right. Um, it's kind of lukewarm. Yeah, I mean, my thoughts uh, ha- haven't changed much since the review that I yeah. put out was that I don't feel like the uh, part three or was necessary. It didn't need to be broken up. Uh, yeah. Mockingjay did not need to be broken up into two different movies. Sure. That book was the exact same length as the other two books. I've never read any of them, but the other two were just fine to be contained within yeah. two hour increments. Well, you know. They I have think, to drag it out. I guess, but, but yeah, between part one and part two, I think it was four hours and like four hours and 23 minutes of screen time and it yeah. just, it was a lot, so. Um, 
Was this year? No, I guess that would have been last year, huh? Last Christmas was the last Hobbit, so never mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although obviously the spillover has has come this year, but uh, you know that's when most people saw it in 2015. But yeah, it came out right in December of last year, I believe. Yeah. So about this time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I thought 2015 was a it was a good year for film. I think that. 2015 was also a good year for TV. Mm-hmm. Um, another brilliant season of The Walking Dead. Yep, yeah, a lot of the se- a lot of the shows that have been going on for for years now have not really. Y- you wonder if they're going to fall off. Shows like The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. Oh you know, yeah, I mean they just another they just of, yeah, they Game keep going. I mean, Doctor Who. I mean, mm. people have said. I know we want, we want to talk Doctor Who, but uh, I mean this was a very different year for Doctor Who. Not necessarily a bad year. It just, it was an interesting direction for the show. And I think it had a companion on the show that was really divisive. I struggled. Divisive. I struggled with Doctor Who a lot this year. And it's sad because I love Capaldi. Yeah. I think he is brilliant. But for some reason, like the storyline, I feel like what makes Doctor Who Doctor Who is that they don't give it all away right at the beginning yeah. and i feel like this season was you know a little it was a little pandering like you know they they gave you all the information right away yeah. and yep. it was very convenient some of the things you know like how the episode would wrap up was just like oh well because i'm the doctor and i can right and that's never been you know part of doctor who really so yeah and yes clara cannot stand her glad she's gone i feel like with with (laughs) doctor who they had such a they're still coming off kind of like feeling the after effects of the big 50th anniversary which i know is at the end of 2013 but like i feel like that was such a big build-up and there was like a massive story that they just they they like sometimes i get the vibe that they feel like if they're not doing something huge they're not doing enough so that's why, like you said, at the beginning of the season, they started talking about the hybrid and, ooh, what is this and that? And then it wrapped up towards the end of the year. And, you know, not to be too spoilery for if you haven't seen yeah, the final episode stop yet. Stop listening. But, I, mean, I mean, yeah, it should go without saying that a year in review recap, we're going to talk about some of the stuff that yeah. happened. But, but yeah, I mean, if it, it felt like a very convenient, like they, they're like, oh, yeah, this, this is what happened because this is the way we wrote it, not because of anything big that was going on. That's yeah. just the way that they wanted it to go. When I used to love when we, when we were watching like the older Doctor, mm-hmm. and by I mean older, I mean, you know, Eccleston sure. and beyond. I loved that, you know, almost half of the episode was spent backtracking and seeing what the Doctor had done through the episode and how it led to the conclusion. Yeah. And like, we, we just get almost none of that. It's almost like at the very end of the episode, they're like, oh yeah, because of this. Bye. Because reason. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like really, you know, and it's just kind of a letdown. So I hope, I guess, Heaven Sent, that episode was probably the closest we've gotten to old style Doctor Who. Yeah. I, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I hope we see some different direction from that. Yeah, I'll be interested to see where the show goes. They still haven't officially said what they're doing next year. There's been rumors that they're not going to do a full season. That they're going to go to the specials. There's rumors that it's Capaldi's last year, which would be terrible. That would be horrible. Um, I, mean, I feel like Capaldi's kind of getting shortchanged a little bit. He is literally just. I I feel like he's just finding his own. Now, granted, this I believe was his third. Mm-hmm. This is his third full season. 
which is about what you get from a doctor, it seems like. If you think of Tennant and yeah. Matt Smith, it was three to four seasons each, but it just feels like he has more to do. I feel like the writing has really not done him, you know, as good as it could have. Sure. We're I mean, getting too much onto Doctor Who You're right. right. Now, but <laughs> but uh, no, he has acted the hell out of yeah. everything he's been given to work with. Uh, and if you haven't seen the Christmas episode yet, you absolutely oh, should yeah, watch it because yeah, yeah. it was brilliant when, when he got to pretend like he didn't know the TARDIS was bigger on the inside. That was so And go in funny. there. That was just, that, that was possibly his best work ever on that show. Um, so I think the reason why, I think for the first time, maybe, I haven't seen any classic Doctor Who, so, you know, maybe not the first time, but I feel like, the companion was given more of a fleshed out storyline than the doctor. And I don't remember that ever being the case. And I don't know why, because, you know, Rose was a great companion with what she was given. Donna was awesome. You know, Amy and Rory, like none of them were, and they, they had backstories, you know, enough, but, Clara, for whatever reason, it was like so much about her and what was going on in her life that I feel like it overshadowed Capaldi. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't know why. I don't know why they went that direction. I don't know. And no, I can, I mean, I can, I can tell you pretty pretty conclusively i mean i haven't seen all the classic doctor who stuff yeah. but i mean even the biggest companions like your adrix your sarah janes i mean they never really took the center stage yeah the closest i could ever think coming close was was amy and rory together but even then their story as a unit was still second place to mm-hmm. what uh matt smith had going on yeah. so it was just very i don't know it was very strange and and i and i would say that it was like the love interest thing but you know rose had mickey at the beginning mm-hmm. and they didn't and obviously I mean Rory but right. like you know that was a little different but Rose had that weird thing with Mickey and I never found myself being like okay like I don't care anymore but the whole Clara and Danny Pink thing I was like this has to stop yeah. like it's been four episodes yeah. and I do not care I could not care any less <laughs> like yeah. it was just very weird I feel like that's probably still uh, <laughs> an extension of, of what I mentioned earlier about the 50th anniversary when yeah. they, they had set her up as the the impossible girl Whatever. quote unquote and I, like impossible I don't to get rid of right I don't think they had anything nothing against Jenna Louise I'm no sure she's I mean a fine she's actress. a great it, actress it, it just felt like this companion meandered yeah. through I mean she, she's been around for a long I think she's the longest running yeah. companion ever and I will say that this last season, the few episodes before Clara's death, yep. were when I liked her the most, and I th- and I think it was because they finally struck a balance between, like, this is Capaldi and this is Clara, and they finally brought it, like, they're a team. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. And I think that was the first time that I ever felt like that with her, and that's why I, you like the companions because they work with the Doctor and they bring out good sides of each other and not one overshadows the other. So, right. But you know, and then she died and that's fine. Yeah, what are you going to do? Anyway, we'll talk more about Dr. Who later. Cause I could talk about it all day. You're right. Yeah. We're going to have a whole <laughs> Dr. Who centric episode coming up, but while we're on the subject of TV, before we wander back to movies and sure. things like that, uh, I do firmly believe that, I mean, and, and, and this could change next year too, but I believe that so far 2015 was absolutely the year of the streaming television show. I mean, we've had some amazing yeah. Daredevil and Jessica Jones just absolutely solidified it for, for Marvel. And, and one of the biggest streaming shows that was so big early on and I think has been lost in everything else that's happened this year because it happened so early in 2015. But 
an amazing show only on Netflix. And as soon as I say it, you will not be able to get the theme song out of your head. No, don't say it. Is the unbreakable oh Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> because it's so funny. I love that And it show. is absolutely, I think, probably the best theme song of the year yeah, if I was giving out some awards. <laughs> but such a cool show. I love that um, show. Very, very uh, highly entertaining. Um, one of the coolest comedies I remember seeing. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, I was really sad to say goodbye to Parks and Rec this year. I didn't watch it. I, I know, but uh, a ton of people did. I did. Uh, uh, it was just a, it was a really cool show. It had, I think, it had extra special meaning for me living in Indiana because the show took place in Indiana. But uh, um, it was sad to say goodbye to that. But um, but yes, the, the streaming shows. I mean, even uh, shows that we don't even watch that much, like uh, House of Cards. Uh, I know you watch Orange is the New Black. I do. Uh, I mean, there's just it's amazing. Uh, the Man in the High Castle. Amazon has knocked it out of the park with another big one there at the end of 2015. I mean, there's uh, it's an interesting shift, and I'll be I'll be interested to see how it continues moving forward because it's showing that quality TV doesn't have to happen. On your cable, cable channel, yeah. or ha- doesn't doesn't have to be a appointment viewing. Yeah. Granted, I know DVRs have kind of taken some of that away too, but but uh, it's interesting. Um, yeah. I, I I'm also interested to see how how it works with everybody just for for lack of a better term dumping a season all at once for know. you know instead of making you watch <laughs> week by week to see how people <laughs> respond to that and if that becomes the new norm or not sometimes i mean i'm a binge watcher i mean yeah. i just am and it's horrible because i find myself thinking like you should probably stop so that you have something to do mm-hmm. a couple days from now but i just don't you keep going, i just right? can't and it and i wish I don't know. I almost wish that like you could stream a show, but like you could only stream a little bit at a time. Right. And they made you wait <laughs> because once I'm done, I'm like, well, why did you do that? You idiot. Like yeah. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> no, no. See, but, I mean, I want to, I mean, I want to get through things as, as fast as possible, but on the flip side, then it becomes a matter of time for me. Like I literally just finished daredevil and it's been out for months and months and months, uh, not for lack of wanting to, but it's just because I just, haven't found 13 hours to sit down and watch it now granted some of us like i know you had a job earlier this year that would uh, afford you a little bit of free time and and wiggle room and things like that and and you like to watch tv while you're doing other things getting i do ready, yeah. things like that so you have a little bit more uh, what what i would term free time as opposed to i need i need to sit down and focus you know how i watch tv i need to sit down and and do yeah, nothing else. I'm a, yeah i can be very passive and still get the gist of what's happening yeah but um but yeah, no, I mean, TV was was awesome this year. There's a lot of a lot of great TV. I'm excited. Uh, again, even with Game of Thrones having been gone for so long, people forget that Game you of know. Thrones had an amazing season, and I can't wait I can't for it to wait come, for come back to in come April. Back. Oh my gosh! Uh, Walking Dead is back on Valentine's Day, so we don't have about six weeks more to wait on that and things like that. So, so yeah, there's going to be a lot of. Um, I mean, and I know there's a ton that we're missing. Um, oh my God, yeah. I mean, not just like nerdy stuff, but like. I don't know. When did that, when did Vacation come out? Was that this year? I believe so, yeah. So we just watched that yeah. the other night and it yeah. was amazing. Oh, that was a great comedy. Um, featuring my boyfriend, Norman Reedus. <laughs> uh, In a very weirdly uncredited role, yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a good one. Yeah, to go, yeah, running back into movies because there's, I mean, we could talk indefinitely about about TV shows, but there and there's even a ton of TV shows that we don't watch. Like you know, we're not into like Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, things like that. Even though there's a ton of those cool shows that were out, I do watch Agents of Shield. 
uh, you know, it didn't, uh, you know, it was a very, this was probably the best uh, season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. There's just a ton of of that stuff. But yeah, rolling back into the movie section, um, yeah, Vacation came out. That was a great comedy. Uh, Minions came out this year. Not the best comedy, but it was cool to kind of see the Minions be on their own without Gru. I freaking love the Minions. Uh, another great comedy that I think was really big when it came out and then got lost in the shuffle of all these other big movies coming out was uh, Spy with Melissa McCarthy. Great movie. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Th- movies like that give me hope to see what a certain actor or actress can do. Melissa like, McCarthy. Right. Like oh, I'll, I'll watch amazing. her. Like I know the new <laughs> Ghostbusters movie is getting a lot of flack for being a, a female and just being a rehash of the story told from a female. I'm, who cares? I'm, I'm excited to see it because I, That's I just like her. People who are intimidated I'll by be, strong female. Yeah. Roles. I mean, I'll be very interested to see. I mean, I hope for their sake that they do do something significantly different because they're going a different route now. So, I mean, it's, I hope they throw it all it's out a there. It's fantastic so. cast. Like there's no way that it, you know, well, I mean, you, you know, that happens yeah. all the time where it's amazing. Cast I mean, she's funny. Flops, Leslie Jones is very funny. Um, Kristen Wiig, obviously very funny. Uh, I do like that they're, they are embracing the gender reversal and going to the extreme because they cast, um, um, uh, Chris, Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth as, as the their secretary, secretary <laughs> <laughs> which I think will be really funny. So, <sighs> so here's hoping that, uh, that, that, that one does go well and, uh, and, and proves some of the naysayers wrong. I've been, tr- I've tried not to be a naysayer on that one, but, uh-huh. But moving back to 2015 movies, yeah, um, there's there's uh, I mean just a ton of them. Um, the Martian came out this year. Oh yeah, The Martian, horrible book. The book was yeah. Horrible. I never I never got a chance to read it. I, I, I heard it was very technical. I couldn't. I got I don't know like maybe halfway through it, and yeah. I never give up on a book like that. Is like even if I hate it, like yeah. I try really really hard. But The Martian, I just there was no like voice it was just like i'm going to list things and i'm going to tell you how long it would take scientifically to grow potatoes out of my poop like literally like that was the book and it was like i just couldn't get through it but the movie though yeah amazing so it's perfect which never happens i feel like when the book's better than the movie or the movie's better than the book yeah we had a lot of genre interesting genre movies and continuations of series um there was a new james bond movie specter that came out this year was okay not bad don't care uh, there was a new terminator movie terminator genesis never got a chance to see also it don't care would like to check it out um <laughs> creed kept the rocky series going um which is interesting and furious seven the fast and the furious seventh movie. was that paul walker's last movie fast okay uh, I have to admit, I've never seen a Fast and the Furious movie. I've Negative. also never seen a Transformers movie. Nope. So oh, I guess, I, saw one. I mean, I can't really rag on them, but I'm, they just don't hold that particular interest for me yeah. personally. So um, a continuation of a series, sort of, yeah, I guess it would, I guess it would be considered a continuation of a series, recently won a award as the best from some critics association as the best movie of 2015, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. That one was a surprise. Yeah. I only went because Tony couldn't find anybody else to go with him. I remember I had an advanced screening, <laughs> and I was fine to go by myself. But you're like, no, I'll I don't go. like to make Tony go to movies. But you were myself. pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I was. I don't need to see any of the other ones, probably. Oh, they're vastly different. But I mean, that one, I really, world, so. that one, I really liked. What was it about Mad Max that kind of turned turned your mental I don't tide? No, like it, I think it was a mix of a lot of things. You know, 
kind of like the badass female lead, mm-hmm. you know, I like. Sure. Um, it was just a very different, it took you to a very different world that you don't see a lot in movies or ever really. This, Well, I guess a lot of movies do like the dystopia, the future. Yeah, a lot of people like great, but. Yeah, a lot of movies like to place it like 10, 20 years, like the crumbling buildings and you can still, right. like Mad Max is but like straight like up, nothing, they're like in the desert. This has happened a long time yeah. ago. And kind of like the weird, and you kind of see how one human becomes a tyrant you know things mm-hmm. like that kind of prevail and i don't know i just it, it just interested me and i can't tell you why and i and there was you know the comedic aspect of it too which it was a very different kind of humor <laughs> very dark sadistic humor which i appreciate so i don't know it was it was good i liked it it was very entertaining i i mean i thought it, i thought it was great it was it was violent without it was violent. but it was violent without being just violent for violent sakes like yeah. it wasn't like i'm gonna beat this guy's head like there was like a method to everyone's madness like that's the way you had to survive in this world and everything they did made sense within the confines of their existence yeah so i thought that was pretty cool um we mentioned this movie earlier briefly in one sentence and we didn't throw it away but we just didn't get a chance to come back to it that age of ultron came out in may oh, yeah. and really blew everybody's minds yeah. for for a while uh, before people started to be like, yeah, it was all right. But, you know, I mean, when it came out, it was like, they're like the Avengers again. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is it. So um, it's losing, a, I think it's lost a little bit of mental luster to everyone because um, with the new Captain America movie coming out next year, yeah, it feels like almost like an Avengers 2.5 because <laughs> there's so many people in it. That's fine. But at the time when Age of Ultron <laughs> came out, it was like the team was back together again. Yeah. And it, like all was right with the world and it was cool. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. And plus James Spader is amazing. I love listening to his voice. Mm-hmm. He's got one of those voices that he could read me the phone book and I'd be like, go on, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, definitely Marvel has like a stranglehold on. <laughs> They're doing pretty well right now. I mean, (laughs) we'll be very interested, you know, here in a couple of weeks, we'll probably do some kind of 2016 preview or whatever. So uh, I'll be interested to see how DC combats it with, with Batman versus Superman. Here's the thing though. I mean, okay. I know that DC does not have like the, you know, the powerhouse marketing team that, you know, like Marvel does and, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. But I feel like they have done nothing to push these movies, you know, like they've, they've released some like lackluster pictures of the horrible things they have done to wonder woman. And like, you know, but it's just like they, uh, they've done nothing to market. And like, I keep forgetting that DC is a thing and that they have movies coming up because I feel like there's just been nothing. I mean, God, how, how long did Disney freaking market Star Wars for? Like six months? Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it started, yes. It started started early and like, it was we live all in encompassing a world, here. Like, so. Yeah. Not, we like now live in a world where like, <laughs> like yeah. marketing is either Star Wars or non-Star Wars. Like there's no in between anymore. Well, and know. you, I mean, you, and, I mean, you think about it. I mean, we're now with the calendar about to turn to January 1st, we are not less than 90 days away from when Dawn of Justice comes out. It comes out March 25th. What is that? What's that? That's Batman versus Superman. Dawn, oh. Dawn of Colon. <laughs> I thought it was Dawn literally Justice, just Batman versus Featuring See? Wonder Woman with special guest appearance by Aquaman trademark. Listen, and <laughs> yes. they look horrible. Those characters look horrible. Wonder Woman, give me a freaking break. That looks like they like like Wonder Woman like went on a crash diet and rolled around in the mud and 
Like it's, it just looks horrible. Yeah. Wonder Woman, like it's in the name Wonder Woman. She's just be like strong and badass. And well, like, yeah, well, she's she's an Amazon. She's supposed to be. She's intended to be like six and a half feet tall, like a big, not big like, like a lot not of like woman, but girl, like a like strong a, woman. Right. Yeah. And this girl, like, I mean, great. She's yeah. pretty, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't look at her and be like, oh, she's gonna kick my ass. And other than a few promos of Jason Momoa, I haven't seen anything of Aquaman. I know that maybe they're trying to keep that a secret or whatever, but... DC is just... I don't think they have it. You know what I mean? I just don't think they have it. I think that at this point, they're they're trying to be so intentionally different than what Marvel is doing. They're trying to go darker. But then that most recent preview trailer that came out for Batman vs. Superman tried to be all comedic and tried to have really funny moments. And I mean, I like Jesse Eisenberg. I think he's a great actor. Mm -hmm. Is he a Lex Luthor? Uh, Remains to be seen. I mean, I, I hope, I just know. like Ghostbusters, I hope that I go and I'm blown away. I'm going to try to reserve judgment as much as I can. But from what we've seen so far, I'm not thrilled. Granted, said the same thing about Ant-Man before it came out. I was like, oh, they changed I directors was and it looked a little funky. You know, like I said, try, I'm trying, trying to reserve judgment. Trying. So uh, we'd be remiss if we don't talk about the two biggest movies of all time. Literally, in, in terms of box office, the two biggest movies that came out both this year. First was Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. Which I think rode half on nostalgia and half on Chris Pratt, which is okay. Both of those is okay. I'd like to write half on Chris Pratt. <laughs> I'd oh, love, oh, I'm sorry. I'd like to write half on nostalgia, I guess. So. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, Chris Pratt's a funny guy. <laughs> I, he's, he's like, he seems to be like that guy like you, everybody in the world would want him as your best friend and that would be okay. He's awesome. I get talking about Parks and Rec earlier. He's been on that show for years. Yeah. A little chunkier guy, but still funny. He has he's always so had that charisma. Funny. And he was excellent. I mean, he is part of the reason, too, that I think led Guardians of the Galaxy to such success. Mm, yeah. And then, obviously, seeing him in Jurassic World, people were excited. People were excited to see the dinosaurs back. Um, it, it, I mean, it was a cool story. It was cool to kind of get back to that space. And I think the nostalgia factor also, obviously, went above and beyond for the second movie that came down the pipe this year and broke all the box office records. Just started Sorry. a few weeks ago. Star Wars The Force Awakens. So. Which I thought was wonderful. It's a good movie. I thought it was great. We've already talked about it. It's a good movie. We've talked about it at length. Um, Don't need to get back into it yeah. a, a ton. But uh, yeah, it was good stuff. So, um, I'm calling it now that Ray is of the Kenobi family. Okay. That's my prediction. All right. We'll only have to wait two more years to find out. Give or take. Hmm. Or until the spoilers start rolling in, I guess. So. All right. We talked about streaming stuff. Um, we talked about TV, movies. Didn't talk much about video games. Neither you or I are big gamers. There's a big, a, a new Fallout game that came out this year that's blown everybody's minds. I'm not a huge, uh, a huge video person, video game person. Uh, there was good music that came out this year, but that's probably a, probably another podcast. Uh, I might do a solo podcast about music, yeah, just because I like to talk music. So I'm very <laughs> passive about music. Anything else in 2015 that uh, you want to make sure we we chat about or things that you were excited about that we haven't covered yet anything else along those lines i don't think so i think i mean we could go on forever we could but i think what do you think what's what's worse for 2015 what would you say well no wait you, okay so yeah you have seen oh fantastic four yeah <laughs> would you say that that is worse than there, there's another movie another sci-fi adventure movie that came out in 2015 that you were totally unimpressed with and i want to see which one you think is worse 
Fantastic Four or Jupiter Ascending? Oh, God. <laughs> Jupiter Ascending for sure. God, that movie <laughs> was pathetic. Can't. And I love Eddie Redmayne. Love him. I think he is yeah. brilliant. But what? No. That movie did not work. Okay. And I am a little bit over Mila Kunis. It was Mila Kunis, right? Yes. Like she, she's trying to like find her footing in the sci-fi mm-hmm. world, in the sci-fi movie world. And I just don't think she fits in. And and it's not because she's a bad actress, but I just feel like when she played the Wicked Witch role in what Oz the Great and Powerful, uh, yep, yep. it was just a lot of throaty yelling. And okay. like throaty yelling does not always equal bad and scary, That's fair. right? Yeah. I mean, you oh, know, you're right. it's, yeah. and right. so, and then in Jupiter Ascending, it was like, she was trying to be like at this, like, at first she was like, no, I don't want this. But then like at the end of the movie, she was like, yes, I'm a badass and I'm going to save the universe. It just doesn't work. Sure. Like, I just don't think that she, for whatever reason, I just don't get that from her, you know, like, like you get it from like Natalie Portman or mm. I don't know who else is like a badass sci-fi actor. Tris, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson, like she's great. Yeah, Gwendolyn Christie, yeah. like you know, th- you know. I just feel like there's just a formula that you have to have if you're going to play like a really badass heroine, and I just don't think Mila Kunis. She's a little flat. That's fair. A little flat. That's fair. But no, Jupiter Ascending. The storyline was dumb. Everything was dumb. Hated that movie. Um, the visuals were cool. Yeah, I mean they were pretty. But okay, Fantastic Four. Yeah. I'm just going to be really candid in that I think that you are being way too much of a contrarian. I don't think it was that bad of a movie. I can't. I'm not a contrarian because everybody says it's bad. I don't think it was that bad. I okay. mean, then you're being the contrarian. Well, I guess I <laughs> there were some moments where I was like, okay, like when the thing punched. What? What did he do? He like headbutted somebody. Oh, uh, Reed. Reed, when he was bringing him back, mm-hmm. he like went to headbutt him and mm-hmm. it was like the worst computer graphic in the world. Like the little thing just like, I don't know, it was bad. But and there were just a couple times where it was very, you know, convenient plot lines or whatever, but. It was just so much buildup for not enough. I just didn't think it was that bad. And I think that Michael B. Jordan is great. And I think that he deserves a little bit more credit in the sci-fi world, I think he's funny. He's I fine. think that um, Kate Mara, I think, although we had this talk though, mm-hmm. they were both really good, but I think that they, I don't I don't see either one of them leading their own movie. No. Um, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. There were a few other movies that I would lump into the disappointment category in 2015. Um, Pan, I was not overly thrilled with. Yeah, that was rough. Um, what was the other one? I Which was, is unfortunate. Yes, I was just thinking of the other one, and then now I've lost it. Uh, Tomorrowland? God, so disappointing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to love that movie. I wanted to love it so much that I was, like, talking myself into liking it, yeah. like, while we were watching it, and I finally just had to be like, no. It was just a bummer. I mean, <laughs> I give Disney credit for trying to do something really kind of unique and outside of the box, but it just didn't, it just didn't go there, so it just didn't, it just didn't work. Um... What well, you you saw this one and I didn't. So what did you think of of Pitch Perfect two? Was it a it was worthy okay. sequel? Just just average. It was just okay. I think that considered Pitch Perfect, a disappointment. A little bit. Yeah. I think Pitch Perfect is, was a hard movie to follow because it was so funny yeah. and it just came out of the gate it was unique, so different, and the you know the triumphant introduction of Rebel Wilson. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I think that it just that was just a really hard movie to follow, and it just it fell a little flat. The yep. little flat. Last but not least, pun we, intended. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, we saw um, a few 
horror movies this year, both of the independent variety mm-hmm. and of the bigger blockbuster variety, uh, none of them really gripped me as much as I hoped that they would. Uh, on the independent front, we saw It Follows. I liked that. It was very unique, but the it left me with a lot dumb. of it left me with a lot of logistical questions for the characters. Like, why would you do this if this was happening? Wouldn't the thing be doing this? You I know? liked the idea. Oh yeah, and the it, concept was great, and it's a concept that like sticks with you. Like, I don't know. If, I'll give you a brief overview. If you haven't seen it, follows. Mm-hmm. It's like a curse where, a, I guess, a, an entity they called it mm-hmm. an entity yeah. um, would follow behind you at a very slow walking pace forever right, it would try until to catch you, you and, and when it caught up to you it would kill you um but it was transferred from person to person by sex mm-hmm. and i think it was like a weird psa about stds <laughs> but whatever because it followed you forever until you passed it off on somebody else but just the, like an std right see by crabs uh, well i guess that's true <laughs> but <laughs> oh my god but the the characters they were they were just so dumb and like you could see the main girl she would start to understand like if i go this fast if i go this distance this fast i have this long until the thing catches me Mm -hmm. but that then i feel like then she would just like forget and she would be like laying on the beach and all of a sudden be like oh my god it's right behind me and you're like well yeah you freaking idiot it doesn't ever stop so like if that were me, I feel like I would be like, okay, so if I take a plane to London and it has to walk o- under the Across ocean, the ocean. <laughs> I have this much time until I have to get on a plane to like China. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you just like, and they just were very, like they would be smart about it in one scene and then in the next scene they were, they would try to drown it in mm-hmm. a high school pool, which is so dumb. But no, the concept was really cool and it sticks with you because like I would be, after we saw it, I would go on like my on my morning run around the neighborhood and it would still be dark or whatever. And I would find myself like looking over my shoulder, like yeah. scared that there was like something weird behind me. That's so good. that's the way that the, yeah. that these movies should go. Um, another independent film that we saw, I say independent, just a, a lesser non blockbuster type release was Goodnight Mommy. Yeah. What do you think about that one? I felt like I felt a little dirty after watching it. Like it was, you know, like one guy online described it as torture porn and it was pretty much that. It was like exploitation for, yeah, it was like, it was was like, yeah, it was torture for, yeah. It was just. The payoff was not there at the end. I was like, maybe if there was a a more valid reason for it. It was just, I don't even know. I liked it. It was cool because it was in German. Yeah. And I speak a little bit of German. Yeah. By that I mean. I know a handful of the words. buzzwords, yeah, close but um, <laughs> it took three semesters, there you go. but it was just, I mean, check it out if anything, then to just like, you know, see yeah. a cool kind of indie film, but mm-hmm. like, it just wasn't, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It was weird. It was, <laughs> it was gross. Yeah. There was, I don't like, I don't like gore for the sake of gore. That's, fair. that's not my thing. That's very fair. And it was just kind of, gory there's an incident with some scissors in the mouth that i just can't yeah. get over it was interesting yeah. yeah the biggest wide release of a horror movie this year was probably crimson peak loved that it was very i loved it it was interesting because i wasn't like it was a scary movie but it wasn't intended to be scary that scary to you because they put up r- almost right away you could tell what was going on. Yeah. You could tell, you know, it was like, it was almost like a very 
well-done suspense film. I mean, it was it had like ghosts and demons in it, so it was supposed to be scary. Right, but like the first ghost appeared within like the first ha- five minutes, and then within the first half hour, you knew well, right, why the ghosts were okay. there. That's what I'm saying. There wasn't like that big like, why is this happening? Yeah. Is she going to be okay? I mean, you always wonder if she's going to be okay, obviously, but... I liked it, and the standout in that movie for me was Jessica Chastain. Yeah, like she was amazing she's in that in a movie. Ton of stuff this year. She's good, and she's not. She does not play the same character twice, like which the, I really, really like. She's about like the female her. Gary Oldman. Like she's a chameleon. Yes, always changing to to suit the need of whatever, whatever she's in or whatever. So no, I I, I completely get that. So yeah, I think that probably wraps up most of the major releases from this year that, that that we touched on that we wanted to talk about that were that were big yeah tv's all good i mean i'm looking forward to next year this year was uh we got plowed with a lot of stuff in a in a in a good way most of it was was very entertaining that's what she so. said plowed by a lot of stuff yeah that's gross well you said it and she said it and you thought it i didn't think it you thought it's it. kind of right there mm-hmm. that's what they all say <laughs> all right all right <laughs> we gotta go get ready to party yeah it's uh new year's eve we gotta get it's party time so yeah we'll um we'll be back next year to talk about uh more stuff that's coming your way in 2016 we'll talk more about doctor who we'll probably commit an entire episode to that um yes. we're gonna have fun this next year with pop cultists we're gonna do a lot of uh cross casting with other podcasts we're gonna talk to fun people we're gonna go to more fun conventions it's gonna be a good year it's gonna be all right. I'm excited. It's gonna be be a very average year. It's, I mean, so don't get excited at all, <laughs> according to Emily Shaw. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, everyone, be safe tonight. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. That leaves you wide open. Giggy. So, mm-hmm. oh, oh man, you that was wrong. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, and we'll see you next year. Mm-hmm. But until then, be passionate, be proud, yeah. and be pop cultish. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.